Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, this is our final discussion on fitness, both physical and spiritual. And we're going to be talking about improving your fitness. How do you get to excel in your fitness? Physically, when you've established a good base fitness, then it's time to improve your fitness and ability. Um, you have to have that base like we talked about last, last time first, but after you have that base, now it's time to improve. Um, and that improvement will vary greatly depending on what your fitness goals are. What is the improvement that I need? Do I need um, better heart rate? Do I need um, a better blood pressure? Do I just need to have my body in general feel better and stronger, faster? This especially lends to the stronger and faster. If you're okay being mediocre, stay with your base fitness. But if you're not okay with being mediocre, then it's time to improve. And there are a number of things that you can do to improve your fitness. One of the things I like to do to improve my fitness is called intervals. The intervals are where you will have varying levels of effort what, no matter what the fitness is that you're, the exercise is that you're doing, you have varying levels of effort. So you'll go and you'll have for a given amount of time or distance that you will put out a high level of effort. A sprint, a, you know, pushing hard, however you want to call it uh, in your fitness area. You're pushing to your max or close to it or, or at least higher than your regular. And then you back off for a given amount of time or amount of um, distance or whatnot. We used to do this a lot in uh, swimming training where we would have a specific time for each interval. So let's say we're doing 100 yards, you're just starting out, so you might have a slower time to do that, you've got two minutes. You swim the 100 yards, and whatever's left in that two minutes is your recovery or race time, or, or rest time. And so, then you go again. 100 more yards, recovery and rest. 100 more yards, recovery and rest. You can do the same thing with running. Um, one thing I've found easy to do while I'm out running, um, when I'm running the rails to trails, um, quite often there are landmarks, whether it's a tree, a bridge, telephone pole, or something. And so I'll go from this tree to that telephone pole, or from the distance of the bridge, where I will push hard, and then I will go from there to this other tree or whatnot and but just keep it consistent relatively consistent it won't be exact but that's okay and then you recover during that time so i will walk during that time instead of running during during that and then you're going fast slow fast slow that helps your body 
increase its fitness. It's getting intervals of, of extreme effort, and then it gets intervals of recovery. And that also will help your, your heart rate um, to overall be steadier and at a lower rate because it helps your body to be more efficient. Your body understands better how to recover, how to recover even with some exertion. Um, and so intervals are a very good way to increase your fitness. Another good way, are, and very similar, are circuits. And a circuit is, here is my loop or my course that I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to rest in between. So again, you get the intervals part of it, but the circuit might be a little different each time. Or running, cycling, not so much swimming. Um, it may have different terrain. So you might be going on something we used to do in track where we would go on a circuit. They called it the camel loop because it had two hills like a camel. And so we would run around that circle and it had two hills and then we'd rest for a little bit and run around that circle again. And often we would have a partner. So you would run one and then your partner runs one and then you run one. And then your partner runs one, just make it long enough that it's enough rest for the person who's resting and short enough that you're not just trying to kill yourself doing it as well, that it actually meets your fitness level. So you might do intervals, you might do circuits, um, you might vary the terrain. Sometimes you might want to work on hills and pushing up hills. I used to do that a lot when I was cycling a lot, and I, would, I loved to push up the hills and then coasting down the hills, push hard up the hills. Um, varying the terrain can also help your body to deal with different things. Um, so it might be hills, it might be flat, it might be you know, today I've got a lighter day and I'm going to be all downhill. Today I'm, I'm going to push this hard and I'm going to be all uphill. That's a day you probably don't look forward to, but it's still a good day for your fitness. So varying the terrain also will help you to continue to want to do it because I'm seeing different scenery, and so there's variety there. Another way to improve your fitness, and this is not as intuitive, and that's cross-training. So now... I, let's say I'm cycling and I'm wanting to get better at my cycling. Now I'm going to take a day and I'm going to run. Or I'm going to take a day and work on my core. And those core exercises we talked about a few times ago. Or I might even get in the pool. And even though that may seem like, well, I'm not using my legs, so I'm not helping my cycling, it still helps your overall cardiovascular system, and so it will improve your fitness, as well as giving you more satisfaction all around because you're having different um, opportunities to do different things, so there's a lot more variety, and variety, they say, is the spice of life. And so that cross-training can really help, and it can help to build 
secondary muscle groups that you wouldn't normally focus on doing the same thing over and over. For instance, between cycling and running. They both use your legs, but they both work different primary muscle groups. You're going to get a lot more working of your glutes or your rear end on cycling than you are on running. However, running still needs strong glutes. So cross training with your cycling is good for your running and vice versa. You're going to get more training in running if you're doing it properly and running on the balls of your feet than in your calves than you are in cycling. However, cycling needs strong calves. So again, they benefit each other. And so that cross-training is a great way. There's, there's all sorts of ways you can look up on the internet as to improving your fitness, but these are just some ways that I have found that you can improve your fitness. Now, what about my spiritual fitness? I've got my base spiritual fitness down. I, I know the, the basics of the theology. I know the basics of scripture. I've read through the Bible. So I know, okay, when you talk about David, I know who he is. When we talk about Moses, I know who he is. Even when we talk about some of the less known people, I at least know who they are. I've seen the names before, even though I might not have read it a lot. Um, how do I increase that base into improving and growing so that... Um, I can be more like Christ, and nobody wants to play Bible trivia with me. I'm just kidding. Um, first of all, deeper Bible studies. So instead of just the, the reading or the larger men's or women's group or larger co-ed group, get into a deeper Bible study that might be talk, tackling on um, word studies. So now you might be doing a word study. Or you know, sometimes there's classes that can go with those um, through your either online or local um, Bible college. Be careful. Make sure you're connected to one that's theologically sound and that they take the scriptures as literal. Um, so those deeper Bible studies, and you can get all sorts of those at um, Christian bookstores. Christianbook.com is a good place. Um, again, you need to make sure that the author of the study that's directing that study is a solid Bible teacher and not just somebody you've heard their name online. I could give you a whole list of ones that you should not try for. Maybe sometime we'll do that, but I'm not here to just bash people's stuff. Um, but do deeper Bible studies. You'll understand more. You'll, you'll get some, a lot of golden nuggets that you would never get, especially word studies in the Bible. You know, try studying uh, the word grace or the word propitiation or the word love and find out all of the backgrounds. Now you can get into theological studies in classes. Um, study the theology of grace. Study the theology of predestination. And study the theology of baptism, uh, both physical and spiritual baptism. 
study the theologies behind all of these things. Um, the theology of how do I, what is the theology of bibliology, the study of the, of the, of the Word of God? What about angels, angelology? Get into some of those studies, or theology proper, the study of God the Father. Um, you know, what, what sort of studies, you know, theological studies, there, there are 10 to 11 general systematic theologies, and then there's other sub-things that you can study as well. Theology books. Get into some good theology books. Well, you see behind me uh, a bunch of these are mostly on your left side are mostly um, topical, not on topics that we would normally think of, but topical in the sense that they are on a specific book of the Bible. So that's where that is on the left side. And even right here is a whole group on systematic theology. Um, there's some really good theology books that you can study and, and such. And so get into theology books. Get into Bible study books. I've got a whole library that I use to study. Um, not because I don't know my Bible, but because it's good to see what other men and ladies have learned from the Bible and what things I can learn from their studies. We don't live in a vacuum. So we learn from the studies of godly men and women who have gone before. Um, online Bible classes through trusted sources, and I cannot emphasize enough that it needs to be a theologically sound, trusted source. And you say, how do I know which ones are? First of all, they take the Bible as literal. It means what it means, and it says what it says. Um, and they're not trying to read into the Bible or anything like that. Second of all, that they um, ask your pastor, and he'll be able to direct you to one that's going to be theologically sound. Um, ask godly men. Um, what ones that they are familiar with that are that produce theologically sound men and women and go ahead and take a course online or through the mail or something and it doesn't have to be one that ends in a theological degree or a bible degree it could end in absolutely nothing it could be just auditing a course which is fine you're looking, in this stage, you're looking to get knowledge. You're not looking to get a piece of paper to hang on the wall that says that you have that knowledge. Because who cares if I have a piece of paper? I have pieces of paper that I could hang on the wall, and I just don't care to hang them on the wall anymore. Because that's, that's just going to cause me to be prideful. And instead, I'd be more, I'm more interested in gaining that knowledge than gaining the letters after my name or the paper on the wall. And so it's a lot cheaper to do that as well. And those of you who know me well know that I am frugal. We'll put it that way. And so if you're auditing a course, it's way cheaper than if they are giving you degree credit for a course. And you can also then, at that point, you don't have to have a specific group of general courses. You can focus in on what you're trying to learn. 
and you can just audit those courses. Sometimes you can have regional or local Bible classes. Moody Bible Institute is a great source for a lot of that. They've had over the years, I'm not sure if they still do the local classes around, but they used to, and now they probably do them online. But um, they have a lot of good Bible classes that you can take to grow in your faith and to improve your spiritual fitness. Get involved in the deeper classes at your church. Is there a class that meets that's just a few people that's trying to study something deep? Get into that. Um, or if your church doesn't, approach a godly man or woman of, of your church and say, hey, would you help me study? And this is what I want to learn. If it's not their wheelhouse, they'll put you in touch with somebody it is. Or go talk to your pastor or your leadership team and ask them, hey, would you teach me a deeper, some deeper things in the Bible? Here's some of the things I want to learn, or here's Here's the general thing I want to know, and just, I'm an open book. Teach me and tell me more about the Bible. Tell me what I need to know. By the way, that is the type of thing that every pastor longs to hear. I, I, I can tell you that from experience, that if you come up to your pastor and you say, will you teach me? I just, I really want to know more. Your pastor will, after you pick him up off the ground, will probably be absolutely elated and thrilled to try and get make time to teach you to to for those things i will set a whole lot of other things aside to teach somebody who wants to learn and that is that is just the way we're wired so i would encourage you get involved in deeper bible studies and classes theology studies and classes theology books um Whole wealth of information in books, online classes from trusted sources, local or regional Bible classes, your church Bible classes, um, and you can even do those together, the online ones together, or you know, video ones together, whatnot. Um, get those things going. Grow in your spiritual fitness. It is way more important than your physical fitness, and your physical fitness is definitely important. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Freedom Fridays.